right, well, Psalms chapter 9 and verse 17 tonight. Psalms chapter 9 and verse 17. I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to try to answer it for you biblically. And I might say a few things tonight in this message that might sound a little shocking. And one thing I'm going to say in here too, it might even sound almost a little blasphemous. I don't know. Or heretical. But if we look at the Bible, what it actually says, I think it's right. And once again, there's a lot of things that people say, you know, that are, things that are commonly spoken and said amongst Christians that while I think we know what they mean and why what they mean might be right, if you want to get specific and you want to get technical, it's not technically accurate what they're saying biblically. And so I want to kind of I'll show you some of that tonight. But first of all, I want to ask the question. Well, let's read Psalms chapter nine verse seventeen first, and I'll ask the question. It says, "The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God." Notice that term "wicked." All right, wicked basically just means lawless. And I think it's safe to say that you know while we got a lot of laws in this country, that we still have there's a lot of wickedness in our laws. In a sense, we are very lawless. We've done everything we can to throw the Bible out. And the Bible says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. So let me ask you a question today. Is God punishing America right now? When you look at what's going on in the economy in America, when you look at just the moral depravity that's going on, even when you look at things like maybe some of the natural disasters and things. okay, you all remember... You know, Pat Robertson, he get he gets himself in trouble all the time. Every time there's a natural disaster or something, you know, he will blame it on some sin or whatever. He get, and Hurricane Katrina happened. Well, it's because New Orleans is wicked, okay? And you know, he got a lot of criticism for that. That was God judging New Orleans. But here's the thing. Is God was God judging America then? Was God judging America on 9-11? Is God about you know, it, it, so are we currently being judged by God? Has any of the things gone on been God's judgment? And I think the simple answer to that question is no. I don't believe that God is punishing America. I don't believe that one bit. I don't believe any of these things have been God's judgment on America. People do it all the time. Every time. As America, we do something bad to Israel. There's a couple books that are out there that document every time we've done something bad to Israel, how right after that something bad has happened to us in a form of a natural disaster or something. And they're saying that that's God judging America because of our treatment of Israel. And I think when you study the Bible, you'll find out, no, it's not. That God has not been judging America and we are not under the judgment of God. Now, does that mean we're doing good in America? Absolutely not. Does it mean God must be pleased with us right now? Absolutely not. I don't believe that one bit. But let's. But the Bible does say, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. And you know, at what point can we say, yep, we've totally forgotten Him? Uh, I, I don't know what that point is, but it's clear that we are forgetting Him more and more. That God is becoming less and less of a factor in our politics and the governing that goes on in our country, even in churches today. I mean, I am horrified at what I am hearing is being taught, not in churches in America, but in churches here in Sterling and Rock Falls. 
I'm horrified. I'm disgusted by it, by what is being taught in churches here in town. I mean, we we have a country where you know it is legal for abortions, where most of the candidates running now on either party are either for you know they're maybe you know on the Democrats they're for all abortions, Republicans well it's okay sometimes, okay, you know it's okay to kill sometimes. I mean just just wickedness. We've got this whole gay marriage thing. And uh, you know, on the Democrat side, they're all for it. On the Republican side, if you read on these people's websites, they are against gay marriage, but they're for homosexuals. My faith tells me that marriage is between a man and a woman. But I believe it was, I think it was Overwise. He was saying, but I think it's okay for people to find love wherever they can find it. But my faith happens to tell me that marriage is between a man and a woman. Wow, what a strong position he's taken. And you know what? Even a lot of preachers are like that now. They're against gay marriage, but they're okay with homosexuality. And that doesn't make any sense at all. And in this town, there are preachers that are for gay marriage. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting. It's wicked, and you you look at that, and you're thinking, you know, you know, you look at some of the bad things that are going on, and you ask, is this God judging us? And we've got to be about to be getting judged with all the wickedness that's going on. But the truth is, God is not punishing America right now, and the reason for that is one: look at Hebrews chapter twelve, and there's a lot of verses we can read on this, but we're not going to take spend a whole lot of time on this particular point. But I just want to show you one passage in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. It says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If he endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. So right there, we see that God punishes His children. God judges... His children. Okay, so while you and I, we definitely will feel the hand of God when we do something wrong. The lost don't. Okay, America is not. God is not dealing with them. They are not His children. We are not all God's children. You know, we are not. We may have been founded as a Christian nation or a Christian-ish nation. Uh, you know, they tried to. Promote, we know they try to promote Christianity and have God in our form of government and things that we had, but clearly not everybody in this country, and clearly not even a majority of this country is saved. I get, you know, just, I scratch my head all the time when I, you know, read, you know, I, I, uh, what was I watching the other day? I was listening to something on the news. They were talking about the rapture and stuff. You know, they got the new Left Behind movie that just came out. And the numbers people throw out about how many they think are probably going to be getting raptured, I'm thinking, you are very optimistic. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that many. I mean, it's just it's crazy how they think everybody's saved. And no, they're not. And it's like they try to include all people who claim any form of Christianity as being saved. And I'm sorry, but I think it's a pretty small percentage of people claiming Christianity that are going to be saved. Because they'll group the Catholics and even Mormons and everybody in there. And uh, it just doesn't make sense. But we see in the Bible that God deals with His children. That that's who He deals with. 
not somebody else's children, not the children of the devil. And therefore, I said there's a lot more verses we can look at on that, but we need to understand that that's who God deals with. Because they're like, you know, God, God does punish, God does stuff. Yeah, to us, to His children, He's definitely going to have His hand of judgment on us whenever, or, or chastisement whenever we need it, whenever we uh, are doing wrong. But then, so, all this stuff that's going on, is God okay with it? Is God not have a problem with where we're going as America? No, the truth is, judgment is coming. America, we will be judged for the millions of babies we've killed. We will be judged because of all the immorality and just the filth that is going on. We will be judged for sure for that. No doubt in my mind. So when is that going to happen? The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord that is going to happen. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 8 says, So come to pass in the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the princes and the king's children and such as are clothed with strange apparel. And then in verse 14 it says, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasted greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. Verse 18, Neither their silver nor gold uh, their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of His jealousy, for He shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. God is going to pour His judgment out on the day of the Lord. That's when it's coming. And it's coming. It's coming hastily. It said it back there in Zephaniah, and it's a lot closer now than it was back then. God is planning on judging the world because of all the wickedness that's going on. But thank God for us, He's not doing it until the day of the Lord. Thank God we'll be out of here before He pours His wrath out on this world. Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 2 says, Before the decree bring forth, before the day pass as the chaff, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you, seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought His judgment. Seek righteousness. Seek meekness. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. And thank God for that because His wrath is coming and we don't have to take part in it. Thank God we don't have to, we don't have to suffer. We don't have to be there for the judgment when it comes on this earth for all this wickedness if we will, if we will seek after righteousness. If we will seek meekness, we may be hid, it says, in the day of the Lord's anger that will come upon you. Um, and then Acts chapter 2, verse 20. Acts chapter two verse twenty. You know, so when is the day of the Lord coming? All right, when's that going to be? Well, Acts two twenty says the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord. Before that, that's going to happen before the day of the Lord. Second Peter chapter three verse ten. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. And the element shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So right there we see, uh, once again, the day of the Lord. God is going to judge this earth. He's going to punish the earth for all the wickedness that's going to go on. So the day of the Lord is when America is going to get judged. It's when all of the world is going to get judged. I mean, when you study history and you look at you know things like the Inquisition and stuff, and just the horrible, 
horrible things that they did to the Christians during that time. And it's like, where was the judgment of God? It's coming. Alright? They haven't been judged by God yet. When you look at all the just the horrible times that have been in our history and the horrible things that were done, they haven't been judged yet, and it's all coming on the day of the Lord. So when does the day of the Lord start? Well, it says the sun will be darkened and the moon turn to blood before the great and notable day of the Lord. Revelation chapter six, verse twelve. Go to go to Revelation chapter six, verse twelve. This is where we see that event happen. It says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as the sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places, and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every freeman hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of Him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of His wrath is come. Who shall be able to stand? So notice we see the sun darkened and the moon turned to blood there. And then it says the great day of His wrath is come. So after that sixth seal, God is going to pour His wrath out on this earth and it's going to be a horrible, horrible time. You see, and here's the thing, and this is something too that, you know, you know, I used to wonder, you know, when things would happen, is God judging America? You know, when 9-11 happened, is God judging America? All, you know, when you hear about these natural disasters and, and just all the wickedness that's gone, yeah, I always, I would always ask myself the question, is God judging America? But you know, the thing that I've always just struggled with is when you look at the Bible, whenever God poured His judgment out, was there any doubt that it was God pouring His judgment out? There, it, there never was any doubt. There was never any argument. People know that it's going to be God judging them when God pours His wrath out on the world. For example, the great flood. Now, do you think those people had any idea what was happening? See, we don't know a whole lot what was going on, but we know it was a preacher of righteousness. He probably warned those people and told them why he was building that ark. You know somebody asked him, why are you building that ark? A flood's coming. What? It's going to rain. What's rain? Water's going to fall from the sky. How's there going to be water out here? There's going to be a lot of rain. The world's going to be flooded. What makes you think that? God told me. God told me the flow is coming. He didn't. I doubt he told him. Well, you see, you all have been making too many fires and polluting the environment, and the polar ice caps are going to melt and flood the earth. He didn't tell him that. He didn't say it's because of global warming. He told them why he was building that ark, and of course they didn't believe him. But when the flood came, they knew exactly what was going on. They knew who did it to them. They knew why it was happening. It was clearly God that did it. Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? Fire and brimstone rains down from heaven, burns up, completely burns up the city. You think there's any doubt in anybody's mind who did that? It was very clear that that was God doing that. How about the ten plagues of Egypt? They knew exactly 
what was going on. Pharaoh was scared to death of the God of the Israelites. He knew who was doing it. He knew that it was God doing it to them. And you know, he kept hard in his heart. He kept rebelling. But there was no doubt in anybody's mind who it was. That was God judging Egypt. And everybody knew it. Remember Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. I love that story where they went and they stood against Moses and the ground opened up, swallowed him and all his group up, and then closed back up. Alright? You think everybody was saying, I was just a coincidence. <laughs> An earthquake just happened to happen and then another one made it close. No. Everybody knew exactly what was going on. Nadab and Abihu, when they offered strange fire and the fire came out and consumed them. And God said, I will be glorified. You know what? Everybody knew that it was God that did that. Okay, now, things that we've seen recently, you know, the hurricanes, the, you know, is there, do we know that that was God? No, we, we don't know. Even as Christians, we're not positive. You know, that, it, 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 we don't, we don't know that for sure. And the lost especially, they don't know. When God pours His judgment out in the Bible, everybody always knew that it was God pouring His judgment out. And when the day of the Lord comes, and when God pours His judgment out on the world for all the weaknesses that are going on, for all these babies that have been killed, for all the you know the immorality and garbage that's been going on, it's clear in Revelation that the world is going to know exactly who's doing it. In Revelation chapter one verse seven. Behold, He cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see Him, and they also which pierced Him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of Him. When Jesus Christ comes back in the clouds, the Bible says every eye will see Him. And they're going to wail because of Him. Revelation 6.15, verse we just read, says, "...and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man..." Hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. I got this. I'm going to read this next part from the NIV. Uh, it says, "And said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the aliens that snatched away all the Christians." Uh, that wasn't in the NIV, but <laughs> that gets taught all the time. You know, don't we all think that? You know, when that rapture comes and it takes all the Christians out, they're going to be blaming it on aliens, and they're because how are you going to explain that? They're going to know who did it according to the Bible. It says, hide us from the face of the Lamb. Hide us from the... So, they know who came and took all the Christians, don't they? They know who snatched them out of the world. The Bible says, in Revelation 1-7, Behold, He comes with clouds, and every eye shall see Him. Well, that's talking about when He comes on the white horse. No, He comes with clouds for the saints. And then... In Armageddon, he comes with the saints on the horse, white horse. Doesn't say anything about clouds in Armageddon. So rapture comes with clouds, and we see that every eye shall see him. They also which pierced him. They know that it's God all the time. I know in the Left Behind books they're they're blaming everything in the world, but in the Bible they blame Jesus Christ. They know who it is. It says, you know, they said. Hide us from the face of Him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Who else is called the Lamb of God? That's specifically 
talking about Jesus. They know who it is. Revelation 9.20 And the rest, this is after the demonic locusts that come and are stinging men. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murderers, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornications, nor of their thefts. Notice how they're not repenting of what they were doing. I think it's safe to imply here, and especially when we see some of these next verses, that they knew why they were being tormented by these locusts. When God's pouring His wrath out on the world, the world knows why they're suffering. But they won't repent. It says they didn't repent. And then Revelation 16, verse 8 says, And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And the men were scorched with great hail, and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. Look who they're blaming again. They're blaming Jesus. They knew it's him, and they're, they're, the, the world's so wicked, even after all this is going on, they're blaspheming him. And then in uh, Revelation 16.10, And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. They know who's doing this to them. And they're blaspheming His name. They're not blaspheming Mother Nature. They're blaspheming the Lamb. They're blaspheming Jesus Christ because they know who's doing this to them, and they won't repent. Revelation 16, verse 21, "...there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great." So it's like, okay... No, people aren't, you know, like people aren't going to know. No, they're going to know. And it's like, well, then why won't they repent? Remember what it says in Thessalonians? That God will send them a strong delusion. They should be, believe a lie that they might all be damned because they, uh, they had pleasure in unrighteousness. Remember, just like how God hardened Pharaoh's heart, the same thing is going to happen with these people. They are going to know that they are under the judgment, that they are under the wrath of God, but they're not going to repent. They're going to keep on doing what they're doing. Those who had pleasure and unrighteousness, those who they are, they're not going to repent. They will blaspheme the name of God. Why are they bothering to blaspheme His name if they don't know that it's Him doing it? They know who's doing this. They know that they've up, they know that they've upset the Lord. They know that they are in trouble because, and they know who they are in trouble with because throughout the Bible. Whenever God poured His judgment out, people knew that it was God doing it. And when we see things going on today, the truth is we don't. You know, we don't know. You know, and the lost especially don't know. They don't think so at all. So now here, so here's another question that might come to mind. Maybe you're all thinking it. Well, hopefully, this will help. But so, what about all the examples of those who did evil? that eventually came to a horrible end. Because if you look at history and all those who have done all these wicked, horrible things, we see horrible endings for these people sometimes. And many times, we will credit God and say, God did that to them. You know, God brought them down. 
God brought down you know you know Hitler because of you know his wickedness because of his treatment of the Jews. You know God finally put him down. You know it, God brought down you know the Roman Empire and you know all these. Regimes and you know Saddam Hussein. God brought the, you know God brought these people down. But really, these people they they weren't defeated by God. It wasn't God that poured His judgment out on them. What you could say though, and listen close here. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get a little deep here. All right, all right. So hopefully hopefully I don't lose you, and hopefully this makes sense. But these people really, what they were defeated by was the word of God, not by the hand of God. Now, what does that mean? Alright, so when God spake, spoke the universe into existence, He set everything that there is in motion. Okay? So, while God, cre- when, while God did create the universe, He's not necessarily controlling the universe in the sense that if He was to lose His concentration for a minute, everything would fall apart. Okay, for example, what did He do on the seventh day? He rested, didn't He? And the universe didn't fall apart, did it? You know what? He he made it so it wouldn't. He set everything in motion, and things are going on, and it was by the word of God. When God said, "Let there be light," when God said, "Let you know, let there be the stars, and let them be for signs and seasons," God set everything in motion that is today. And when God did that, all right. So when God did that, or when a man sinned. For example, he set things up so when a man when man sins, you could say, and now this might sound sacrilegious here, but you'll see I'm going to show you some Bible verses to prove it. When man sins, you could say that the planet takes care of him. Now that sounds terrible, alright? But let's look at a few verses, alright? Leviticus chapter eighteen, verse twenty two. Leviticus chapter eighteen and verse twenty two. So you believe in Mother Nature? No. Leviticus 18, verse 22. It says, God's given a whole bunch of laws here, alright? He's given a bunch of laws about morality specifically. But look at what it says here. It says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It It is abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. And the land is defiled. Therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Now how does land vomit somebody out? Well, it kills them. With disease, with famines, with you know what, with whatever. It says, "Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations. Neither shall any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which were before you, and the land is defiled. That the land spew not you out. Also, when ye defile it, as it is spewed out the nations." That were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them, shall be cut off from among the people. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinance that ye commit not any of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord your God. So God told him here, hey, if you don't follow these laws of morality, you will defile the land and it will vomit you out. 
And so you could say that when we the wickedness that's going on in this country, if you want to look at maybe some of the natural disasters, if you want to look at some of the disease and things that are going on, it's not necessarily God's hand coming and striking us. It's just the it's this planet that God made. He set it up in a way, he set things in motion where if you get involved in certain things, bad things are going to happen. For example, if I was to go out to the edge of a cliff and jump off, alright, is God killing me or is gravity going to kill me? Alright? There's obviously scientific reasons for why certain things because for example, you know, all the STDs and things that are going around. Okay? God knew about those things, so He warned people, don't do that, or there's going to be bad things that happen to you. It's not necessarily God pouring out His, His judgment. It's basically, I guess what you could say, it's you know, after the fall of man, God cursed the man, the woman. He cursed the ground. So now there are certain laws of nature that we can, we can learn from them. We can observe these things. And when God gave us His Word, God put blessings and curses in there. And they apply, they apply to everyone. So, we also see in the Bible the laws of sowing and reaping that apply to nature and they apply morally and spiritually. Those things are there. So when we see the evil... And we see evil people have that terrible end. That's simply just the laws of sowing and reaping coming to pass. See, God, God's not judging them. God already judged them, I guess you could say, when He gave us His Word. Okay? The judgment's there. God doesn't change. So when God said not to do something, otherwise these horrible things are going to happen... God's not up in heaven making horrible things happen to people. It's already been decided. It's already been set in motion. And there's no way that you can get around it. God made, you know, God knew what He was doing. He made this plan away where if you go and you take that dark path, you're going to end up in a dark place. It's going to, it's going to end ugly for you. And you know why Hitler died a coward? You know, shooting himself, they believe he did, committing suicide? Because he was wicked. Because he was a coward, because he was evil, because of his pride, he couldn't handle the defeat. He couldn't handle what he knew was going to happen to him as repercussion for all the wicked that he did. God didn't put the gun to his head and shoot him. He did it to himself. It was sin that did it. It was sin that caused him to have the terrible end he had. When the Roman Empire fell, it wasn't God that did it. Usually when empires fell, what caused it? It was another evil empire, wasn't it? It was. Remember when Babylon came and took over the world? You know, did God finish them, or was it the Medes and the Persians? And the Medes and the Persians, they were wicked. And then after a while, after their sin, the Greeks came and took them out. The Greeks were evil too. And then Greeks got taken care of, didn't they? Who did they get taken care of? By God? No, by the Roman Empire. And because. That's just what sin does. There's just laws of sowing and reaping. You do certain wickedness, you're going to have enemies. You go and you you go out there and you be an idiot. You be a jerk to everybody you see, and something bad's going to happen to you. At, not at the hand of God, at the hand of somebody that you aggravate, at the hand of somebody that you've just ticked off for the last time. They're going to do something. They're going to do something to you. So, you know, God. 
You know, when all these things happen to these people, God wasn't doing it to them. You could say God already did it. Just like the Bible says that he that believeth not is condemned already. God doesn't at any point when you're at some point in your life when you are you know you reach a certain age where God all of a sudden zaps you and says, Alright, that sin made you unsaved. You know, all right, now you finally are there where you can go to hell. We're already condemned. You know, we're born in sin. We've already been condemned. God's not sitting there just waiting for us to cross that line. These things have already been set in motion. And so, in America, we will suffer for the wickedness that we've been involved in, but it will come in the form of things like wars, famines, pestilences. We will have those things as a result of the wickedness that goes on in our country. However, those things can just as easily be blamed on ourselves, can't they? For example, if we have a huge Ebola outbreak in this country, some would might maybe say it's that's the hand of God. That's God pouring out His judgment on America. But others could just as easily say that's a result of Obama not, you know, closing down the airports to people from West Africa. You know, there's all kinds of things you could blame, but you know, you think God's going to get the credit for that? No, because we don't know. And when God pours his judgment out, everybody knows, and we see in the Bible that God's judgment is something that's coming later. Go to 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1. says, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of our Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of thy creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was then being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Notice that? It's reserved. Where's our punishment that we've been begging for in this country? It's on reserve right now. It's sitting there. It's waiting. What's it waiting for? It's waiting for the day of the Lord. Well, why is God taking so long? Shouldn't He be judging? Remember the martyrs in the book of Revelation? Where they say, how long until you avenge us, O Lord? You know, how long? You know, to us it seems like you know, a long time. Like God should have done something about this a long time ago. That's how we feel sometimes. But understand, you know, just abortion alone, I believe that right there is enough that God, if He wanted to, could just wipe America out just from what we've done there. So why hasn't He yet? It's it's on reserve. And it's hard for us to comprehend why God would make us wait so, wait so long for it. But look what it says in verse 8, "...but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day." God doesn't work on our timetable. You know, I think... It's been plenty of time. We should be getting what we deserve. But, God doesn't work on my timetable. 
And then verse 9 says, and, here, and here's why he hasn't done it yet, because the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. God is wanting this world to repent. He's wanting us to get right. And you know what? The world, they're not going to see it coming, are they? The day of the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night, the Bible says. And that's not going to be a pretty day. That judgment that we've just been begging for, it's going to come. But it hasn't yet. So I'm sorry, when Pat Robertson wants to get up and talk about a hurricane hitting New Orleans, it's because of all the wickedness that goes on there. No, that's not it. We we have no when bad things happen in our country, if tomorrow or if Tuesday after the election, we go and we just vote for you know the worst people and this you know horrible election happens. Alright, and then right at the that very next day we have an earthquake that just hurts the whole country. Is that God's judgment? No. It's God said He's reserved His judgment to the day of the Lord. Jude chapter 1, verse 6. Jude chapter 1, verse 6. God's judgment, it's on reserve. It says, "...and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment..." Of the great day. The angels that sin, they haven't been judged yet either. They are in chains of darkness, and in the day of the Lord, they're going to be judged. And maybe that's partly why we see that angel of the bottomless pit, I don't know, open things up. Maybe he's letting some of them out so they can partake of some of the judgment. I don't know what all that means. I'm just assuming right there. But we see that God is reserving his judgment, God's saving it. What's going on in this country today. You know, don't think that America's getting away with it. We're not getting away with it. They're going to pay dearly. And what's the things that have happened in the past that was not God's judgment? For example, was God judging America when Obama became president? No. We elected him, didn't we? He got he got the most votes. He won the election twice. That wasn't God's judgment on America. That was because we voted for him. I didn't roll for him, but, but as, as a whole, as a country, that's exactly what happened. Was God, you know, was God judging America on 9/11? No. Crazy people flew planes into the World Trade Center. Okay, and God was not judging New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. That's what happens when there's a city by the coast that's mostly below sea level, and a hurricane hits it. They're going to have some pretty big floods there. It's not. It's not going to be pretty. And so, all these things that happen, you know, you could say a lot of stupidity was involved when you hear hurricanes coming, and you live in an area like that, and you don't leave. <laughs> bad, you know, bad things are going to happen. And truth is, if I was to take a gun and point it to your head and pull a trigger, you didn't get shot in the head because God was judging you. You got shot in the head because I murdered you. Uh, and, and you see, we like to blame God on everything, but nowhere in the Bible do we see that that's, you know, these things that are happening, that that being God, and that when God judges, people are going to know. 
And unfortunately, we make ourselves look like a fool a lot of times when we're trying to tell people God's doing all these things. You know, it, it, it just makes us look stupid. Because, one, He's not. And now, it makes us look like a fool and everything else we say about God isn't true either. But it is crystal clear that judgment is coming. It is coming. It's on reserve. And I thank God we're not going to be here when God pours His wrath out on the world. I thank God for that. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we're careful, I guess, how we turn things. Because we don't, so, if we were to say that, the, you know, if these things were God, then that's not real effective, is it? You know, whenever God judged places, what He did, I guess you could say it kind of worked, okay? In a sense. For example, the ten plagues. Pharaoh finally let the children of Israel go, didn't he? But really, when God judges a place, ultimately, it's really it's too late for those people. Because for the flood, for example, well, it got rid of all that violence in the world, but they all died, didn't they? Except for Noah and his family. Sodom and Gomorrah, what happened to all those people? They all died. And Pharaoh, even while it got him to let the children of Israel go, what happened? God hardened his heart again, so he would go after them again and die in the Red Sea. God ultimately was wanting to finish them off. And when God's judgment starts, it's too late. And we see there in Peter that God's He's stalling it off right now because He wants people to repent. But once it starts, it's too late. And that's why in Revelation we see all these people blaspheming God because it's too late for them. They're being judged. They're not going to get saved. They're going to die. And... And a lot of and the things that happen to people on earth today, for example, natural disasters and things, sometimes those turn people to God. But when God's pouring out his judgment, you're not turning to God then. Do you think do you not think that everybody that's in hell today has probably changed their mind? But has it gotten any of them into heaven? No. They're under judgment now. And the same thing applies when God pours his judgment out on the earth. Then it's too late. And so is God's judgment on America? No. And don't and I'm afraid people we've gotten the wrong idea when it comes to you know the judgment that is coming. And it's like people look at the blessings that we have in America, uh, you know, the, the prosperity that's in America, and we think, well, we must be doing something good as a nation. No, we're not. We are begging and begging for judgment. And I'm telling you right now. I don't think I don't think we can imagine what it's going to be like when God finally deals with it and we're finally punished for it. It is going to be horrible. But thank God, those who are falling after righteousness, those who are saved, we're out of here before the wrath gets poured out. And I am so thankful for that. And so, in the meantime, we need to be making sure one, we don't participate in it, and two, warning people now. Now is their opportunity to repent. Now is their opportunity to get things right. And we've got to get the message out so there will be as few people... So Maybe we can help make these people right with all their predictions of how many people are going to get raptured out. So I think they're way way too high. But maybe if we were doing our jobs right, those numbers would be right. But we've got to get the message out. So with that, let's all stand together.